the big change is really how do you make your data actionable? How do you look at the data and take a decision and then bring it to life? How do you do a program which will make sure that your customer being more loyal by using the data? So that's really where the effort should be. I mean, really focusing on make data actionable and then not focus so much on, on the technology itself. Hello and welcome to the 25 Days of Transformation series, where we talk to industry experts and global brands about the highs and lows of digital transformation. We'll learn from real-world business examples, get first-hand industry insights from the digital experts, and we'll take a deep dive into what trends to look out for in the coming months. I'm Tizzy Philp, Strategic Content Lead here at Valtech, and I'm here to guide you through these conversations and to uncover the latest and greatest in digital. We all know we need to be data-driven to survive. In today's digital era, the requirement to know your customers and be where they are at all times is what stands between you and your competition. But you really need to be experienced with data to be able to drive digital change and positively impact the customer experience. Today, we're very excited to be talking to Christian Agger, Country Head of Digital Experience and Analytics at Tilia, a leading telco company in Denmark. But with 18 years of experience working within digital and data, Christian has driven change for numerous companies. And so we're delighted to have him on the podcast to share his experiences, insights, and ideas with us. So Christian, thank you for joining us and welcome. Thank you very much, Tizzy. I'm really looking forward to having this discussion. Great, me too. Let's start at the beginning. In your opinion and experience, how can we use data to drive change and to actually make a difference? I think if I look at the different companies I've been working in, I mean, they have all have tons of data. And I think even more data that you can consume in, in, in a full career. So for me, it's really rare to see that companies is actually uh, using the capabilities and actually using the data. So it's for, for me, I mean, it's really a matter of how do you actually take the data and you turn it into insights and you either use that to support uh, the business in taking the right decision or really execute into real actions. That is really the key for me. Yeah, I think that, that makes sense to most, but maybe we need to, to add some context around it. So can you share some examples with us on how you're using data in the real world? How are you using it to drive better consumer experiences? Yeah, I think it's it's a really good question. And first of all, we can divide it into a few areas. So you have uh, usually transactional data, you have behavioral data, and then you can also have third-party data. And if you look a bit at the transactional data and how I've been using that in the past, it's have really been around how to take the financial data and use it for something. And I remember one of the programs we have done in, in, in my past have been to do predictions on our financial data. So I remember in one company I worked in, uh, we actually obliged to send data to the headquarter uh, three times uh, a month in order to give a forecast of where we will end the month. And actually here we could see we could use the data instead of doing this manually, we could do an, use an AI to do the forecast so that we could actually send the data automatically. And the funny story here was really that when we looked into that with, uh, with finance, uh, they said that don't, don't do this because this will uh, be something we can do much better than any computer can do. But actually, when we did the program, it showed that we were actually much more precise than uh, humans in doing this exercise, and we actually much more spot on, on, on the target. So here we could actually use data together with AI in order to give a much more precise forecast three times a month. 
so that's that's one way. I also remember another thing we did on more the behavioral data, uh, where we actually looked into our web analytics data. So uh, we're actually looking into what is the customers who bought with us, but actually didn't finalize the basket. So we have basically an abandoned basket. So what we did was to, to actually take the data. Uh, we did a very simple email just saying that if you need your, your goods by tomorrow, please remember to buy before six o'clock in the evening. And that have a very huge effect on, on our sales, actually, just by sending a small, simple reminder. So sometimes data can also be used very simple in order to, to bring a lot of value for, for, for companies. And then, of course, also other stuff that you can do is to also use your third-party data. That could be data around households and profiles. And that's something we are using a lot here in Telia in order to be much more targeted towards the customers. So, uh, so I think there's a lot of data that we can use, but it's really about how can you bring it to life. Those examples definitely highlight the impact of data utilization in different situations. And we know that data is an imperative element in driving business change. You can't neglect data in your execution. But how can you orchestrate these kinds of projects at an organizational level? I think for me, it's really around how do you drive a data-driven enterprise approach so that, I mean, the usage of data will become natural in the company. And first of all, I think it, it starts on a, on, on a senior management level because it's here where you look at the numbers and you use the data to take good decisions. So, so it's really where it starts. But it's also a big cultural journey. And it's not only an IT and digital journey because it's really about how do you also drive the culture that it's natural to use data, to look at data, uh, and, and to actually bring it to life again. Um, and, and that takes actually a bit of effort to do that. And some of the things that I've done in, in my past, which I think works a lot, that's actually by working with real-time data so that you can do dashboards that you can put up in, in the various departments so that you can show what is the actual sales numbers for today. If you're working with online, I mean, how many orders are coming in from various channels that would be with search engine optimization and search engine marketing or campaigns or whatever. So then you can really visualize the data. And, and I can see it brings a lot of discussion up in companies, which I, I think really foster this uh, cultural journey towards being the data-driven enterprise. But there's no doubt that it, it requires a strong management buy-in and also a really strong change mindset in order to, to succeed and orchestrate these kind of projects. Let's go into that a little bit more deeply then, this organizational aspect about it. Later on in the podcast, I want to, to talk more about the fact that I think, you know, so many companies out there just, they've got this massive wealth of data like you described earlier on, but they just don't know where to start. They don't know how to make sense of it. They don't know the steps that they need to take to, uh, to start driving proper analytics from it. But before we get to that, talking about this organizational change, can you tell me a little bit more about how go about organizing a data journey and how do you lead that? I think, first of all, you need to get your foundation in place. So, I mean, in many companies, you will need a data warehouse. If you're a smaller company, it's a smaller, maybe more simple open source based, maybe with Google, Amazon. Uh, so that's the first thing. And the next thing would really be to get your, your data processes in place. Because actually, if, if I look at all the companies I've been working in, it, there have been a lot of cleaning up the data before you can actually start using it. And you will actually figure out that there is some issues with your with your data, uh, also just definition issues. Like if you look at a price, what is actually a price? Does it include VAT? Does it include different stuff? 
if you look at a margin, what is the margin? How do you calculate it in, in the company? So, so there's a lot of processes and definitions that you need to, to, to get in place. And then it's, of course, to make sure that you inject the data into your data warehouse and you can start with the reports. But then I think the next big and important step is really to make sure that you build trust in the data. And I, th- I have seen this a few times that very often, I mean, if, if, if the business really is not trusting the data, then they don't dare to take decisions based on the data. So it's really important that you have a lot of focus on quality so that the numbers that you are uh, providing to the company is really accurate and in a high quality. Because if people in the company have seen once the numbers doesn't add up, then they don't trust the data. So, so, so that's really important. And then I think it's really about leading by example. So here, again, we are a bit into the change management mindset. That I mean, you need to start using the data and also really show the organization that you take decisions based on facts and not only gut feelings. And then, of course, I mean, within this field, it also requires a lot of skilled people. Uh, so you have to make sure that you surround your company with the right skilled people in order to, to understand data and, and understand how you're cleaning the data, how you use the data, and also drive the change management part. So that's, that's quite uh, important to, to do that as well. And when you have that in place, then you can start to look into all the interesting stuff like AI, predictions, data mining, and all the different buzzwords that you can, uh, you can discuss. Yes. So, and then you are, you're pretty long and, and close to Nirvana in this journey. And I think the potential of data, we've talked about it a lot for a long time. The companies that have gone through these uh, data-driven transformations, they are you know, absolutely thriving. But there are still organizations who haven't got a handle on their data. And they still haven't tackled, you know, this massive data that they have. Why do you think there are still some companies who are hesitant to look closely at the data or to sort out the data that they have within their organization? I think it's the complexity. Uh, I mean, sometimes you can look at it and it's really a big uh, piece of work that you need to do in order to get control over your data. And I think there's really no way around it. I mean, it's just to start from one end. And, and I know for many companies, it takes time to, uh, to do this journey. It can be something which takes years to complete. And the question is, if you will ever complete it. So I think it's, it's important to understand that it is the future oil in, in a company. And you need to be in the future to be data-driven in order to survive as a company. Yeah, and I wonder whether there's a, a personal element there as well of, as you say, it's a mindset shift that needs to come into place when you start to look at, at data. But do you think maybe there's an element of the leadership or people feeling threatened by the data in some, some way that it might contradict earlier thoughts or their you know, gut feels? I think it's not my experience that people are threatened by but by the data. I think it's more the management, like it's as a senior management to take the decision that it's important for us that we know our business. And I think the more you can control the data, the more insights you will get into, into your company. And, and based on that, you can take the right decision. And that's also why I think very often that uh, you need, of course, this very, very strong management buy-in. Otherwise, it's difficult to, to succeed. It can't really come from... Uh, from your people and up, it has to come from the top. What do you think it takes to become data-driven in that case? Yes, there are systems and technology that need to be in place, but beyond tech, how do you organize it and how can you make sure that those people in the leadership positions are aware of of the need to, to get to grips with data? I think for me, it's not so much about the software and the technology itself, because at the end of the day, we can always make technology work one way or the other. So for me, what really makes the difference here is the change management parts. 
I mean, how do you work with the culture in the company? How do you make sure that you bring people on board, that they are getting much more fact-driven? And how do you also make sure that they are getting the proper training? That's also an area where I see a lot of companies failing, that you're providing nice data warehouses and all kinds of digital tools to use the data. But I mean, very often you're not really investing enough in doing the training and also really start discussing how do you actually use the data. Do you think people get tied up with the buzzwords that you touched on earlier, things like predictive analytics? Do you think people see that, want that, but they haven't got the foundation in place yet and then they tie themselves up in knots? Do you think that ever happens? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's so many buzzwords within this industry uh, talking about digital and data and so on. Uh, and I think if you look at the content, it hasn't really changed that much over the last many, many years. It's just different words for, for doing the same. But again, I think the, the big change here is really how do you make your data actionable? How do you look at the data and take a decision and then bring it to life? How do you do a program which will make sure that your customer being more loyal by using the data. So that's really where the effort should be. I mean, really focusing on make data actionable and then not focus so much on, on the technology itself because, it, of course, the different technologies will, will, will change, but at the end of the day, it's more how you use it, which are important. Yeah, and from a business perspective, wanting to know what you're looking for from your data, so being really clear on, on the objective of what you're trying to find out and making sure you're looking at the right bits of data and the relationships between those right bits of data. Sure, and, and that is quite important as well. And I know also from experience that sometimes it's a bit like find a needle in a haystack, and sometimes you even need to find the haystack first in really finding interesting stuff here. Yeah. And and of course, the more data you, you have, the more difficult it's really to focus on, on what is right. And I think one, one really good approach is really to focus on the, on the customers and see what is actually what the customers would need from us so that they're becoming more loyal and maybe have a lower chain rate and maybe also improve sales because if you go by that angle it really supports you in having the right focus i think all the way to into your company and all the way to the top definitely and as we've been saying throughout this series that focus on the customer experience making sure that you always have the customer-centric design in in mind what are the major challenges then that you've seen what are the major challenges and pitfalls for an organization are there any concrete steps that they should take right now? And how can they succeed in the longer term, do you think? Yeah, I think the biggest pitfall of is, is the quality. I mean, and I've also seen cases where you believe that you had a good quality. Then you took some very bold decisions. But unfortunately, there was some issues with the data. And suddenly, you actually took the wrong decision. And actually, you did the opposite compared to what you were supposed to do. Uh, so I think it's really important to underline you have to work with the quality of your data. It's a bit like shit in, shit out. So, so quality is the key pitfall, so don't underestimate that. Uh, and then I think it's also a matter of really keep pushing because, I mean, working with this area with data and digital, you will also see obstacles that you need to overcome. And you have to continue even that it's a bit uphill sometimes. Uh, I mean, so it's also to keep pushing forward. I also see people in companies actually maybe stopping a bit the, the projects they're doing because it's getting too complex. I think you, you need to keep pushing even that it's us once in a while. You talked about organizational change earlier, and I wonder how important you think it is to break down silos across the organization to be able to, to make the most of the data that you have. 
But I think that is that is really key. And the more you can break down the silos, I mean, the more you can work to, together, that is where you will bring a lot of success and, and good results to a company. So I think in, in the future, the successful companies is the one who understand how to bring down the silos in the company and actually use the data also to support that and really make the, the data actionable as well. Yeah, and, and so it becomes a full organizational thing, like you said, full mindset shift, full organizational change to be able to uh, to make sure that you're making the best use of it. Where do you see data taking us next then? So let's look into the future. We've, we've obviously been talking about the need for proper data processes, for getting a handle on your data for a long time now. So the companies that still haven't done it, now is the time to really get a handle on things so that we can all start to move on to the more exciting buzzword bingo elements that are coming up in the future. What are you excited about? What do you think is on the horizon? I actually saw an interview with the chairman of uh, Maersk, and I think he mentioned that for him, data is the new oil. And that's why, for instance, in Maersk, that they are selling oil and investing in data. And I think that's a very good way to put it. I mean, data is the future oil in, in, in many companies. If you look at it a few years back, I mean, to set it up was quite complex. I mean, you need very expensive solutions and you need some very expensive consultants to support you. But now it's much easier to actually use the data and also get on this data-driven journey, I would say. And the next step is really to then make the data actionable. And here I also see a lot of interesting stuff happening, like with AI, but also new technologies like deep learning and artificial intelligence and the stuff where you can actually do predictions and you can data mine your data and also get new insights. And I can really see in my past that based on this kind of work and predictions and data mining, we have had insight that we would never be able to understand without this kind of technology to support us. So you could say we are blind, basically, because we, we couldn't handle the complexity. And that's really what I think data can do and support with, that is to help us bring down complexity. Because as a human, very often we can only have an understanding of a, of a few parameters at the same time by, by, by supporting us with data and also technology. I'm sure we can really handle this complexity in the future. So that's really, I think, what is interesting for me in the future. An interesting thing that I want to ask you, then, Christian, is we're talking a lot in this conversation about the business's approach to data, using uh, data in the best way. But when it comes to actually collecting that data and customers giving up that data in the first place, customers today are becoming a lot more savvy about data collection, what data companies hold on them why they should or shouldn't hand over their own personal data. How are we going to build trust with consumers to make them feel happier to give up those pieces of data to us? Yeah, I think there's two elements. First of all, I mean, customers need to trust that you are handling their data and their um, sometimes even personal data in the right way. Uh, the next step is also to give value back to the customer because at the end of the day, I mean, you give data away, but you also expect to have an outcome. That's also why it's so important to make data actionable because that's basically where you are delivering value back to the customers. Uh, so for me, that is that's quite key. Yeah, and I think that's a brilliant place to end. Christian, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Really interesting chat. Again, we've talked about data for a long time, but I think now is the time. If you're not sorting out your, your data, <laughs> start doing it now. Now is the time. Thank you for joining us. Really interesting to speak to you and uh, good luck with everything in the future. Thank you a lot. Thank you, Tizzy.
You've been listening to the 25 Days of Transformation series from Valtech Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, then why not subscribe and keep up to date with all of the episodes in this series and a whole host of insights from the Valtech Cafe back catalogue. And if you'd like more information about what we do or to get in touch, why not visit us at valtech.com to find out the details. Until next time, thanks for listening.